Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Philadelphia to Wilson by Jenny Ford As he came down the aisle, his worn jeans sagged but held his waist firmly. His t-shirt was tucked in. A cap hid his eyes. A down jacket puffed out, fitting for October in Philadelphia. He was bow-legged. He slung a duffel bag overhead before sitting down. The train pulled out, carrying us, two passengers, south to lands of our heritage. His billboard-sized phone's large icons gave away his age. He answered a call, sent text messages. Then he plugged in an earplug and sank into silence. Thank God I wouldn't have to listen to nonsense for hours on end. Another phone call. Tell me what it's doing, he said. Remember, I'm gone this weekend. I'll be down in Wilmington. See you next week. Wednesday? Bye-bye. He and his earplug leaned back, his eyes closed, his hands spread on his lap, the phone dark and silent. Again. Hello, Mr. Richards? Yes. Well, I can't get there until next week. Fine, we can look at it then. Thank you. See you later. Emails arrived. He smiled at photographs. He typed. His earplug stayed on. He nodded. Maybe asleep. Then the train stopped. We sat, seeing a field, vast waving crops, no roads, no train stations. A deep southern voice announced that a heat advisory warning meant the train must go slower on the hot tracks. We'd be late. Beside me, he searched his phone and then asked, Do you have to make a connection? You're going to Wilson, too, aren't you? It's 97 degrees there. I'm getting off at Wilson. How much time do you have for your connection? He grimaced. Twenty minutes... My nephew picks me up in Wilmington tonight. I can't miss the bus. I hope the bus stop is near the train. I haven't done this before. Let's find out. I fiddle with my phone. He mused. I'm helping my nephew paint my aunt's house. This heat's a worry, if I even get there. Usually my family comes up to me. One of the kids lived with me for a while. I put him to work. Made him follow rules. Once that got straight, we got along fine. I don't drive. I'm on disability. But I like working. I do handyman work. It makes me feel good and helps me with the bills. The man who's calling me forgets we just talked. He'll call again soon. He's nice, but it wears me out. His son will check on him tonight. He knows I'm out of town. Is it hard not driving? He tells me about his life and jobs. One person gave his name to another. Now they all call him. 
Getting old means being tired, he said. He pays attention to his health and medicines. He grew up down south, started work there, then found better jobs and pay up north. His family visits. He smiles as he describes his children and their children, their talents and hobbies. On his phone, he shows me his grandson, who he helped raise. One photo leads to another. Church events, graduations, birthdays, the dress his daughter loves best, her smile. And now this elderly aunt's house is falling apart. He's brought his painting clothes to spend three days repainting it. They'll need every minute. He wants an on-time train. I think about my family and Wilmington, the Queen Anne's house built by my great-grandfather, his family's 1889 first Thanksgiving dinner inside its unfinished frame, my grandmother's childhood home where she returned with four toddlers, including my father, after my grandfather's suicide. And down the road from her husband's grave was the house my grandmother moved into with her children. Generations of my family now rest in that cemetery, neighbors to each other. I think of 1920s family photos, my dad and his siblings in Ida Lofton's arms, crying, laughing, arguing, her thick circular bottle glass spectacles glaring in reflected light. My 90-year-old father swore Ida was a saint, and she was family, he declared, regretfully shaking his head sadly. We deviled her. As was custom then, Ida lived on the black side of town. I said nothing to my trained companion of my family history. We knew two different Wilmingtons, two sides of town, two rivers of history. Our happenstance companionship bound us equally to the whims of trains and hot metal. History's divisions had no place here. Where are you going to eat tonight, he asked. What's good in Wilson? The truckers go to an old barbecue place, Parker's. You'd never look twice at it. Around back is the takeout line. There's always lines of people waiting. You can sit down family style too. Let me tell you how to get there. I waved goodbye to his bus. It had waited for our train. Supper at Parker's was marvelous. Copyright 2022, Jenny Ford. Jenny Ford visits all over while her mail stacks up in a post office box near family in South Carolina. She's curious about people and things. Southern upbringing taught her there are always interesting stories. And don't jump to believe the first thing you hear. Listen, ask questions, ponder. There's more to learn. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody 
loves a good story.